Hello everyone, and this is your host, Emily Crable, bringing you another episode of Expert Tips by ADEX Self Advocates. Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about careers and working in the entertainment industry. Today, our guest is Mark McGill, who wears a lot of hats in the South Bend area. I do, but you said expert in entertainment. There's a lot of pressure. I don't know that I, uh, I'm either one of those, but uh, we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Sometimes I feel like I get a little put on the spot when it comes down to that as well. <laughs> yep. So I do wear a lot of hats. I, uh, I actually had, uh, have nine jobs, if you can believe that or not. Uh, my wife likes to shop, Emily, so I have to keep on working. That's what I always say. I introduced her to the store IKEA, and that was my mistake. But uh, so my main job is I am the director of member relations for the Chamber of Commerce in St. Joseph County. All right. But I also do a morning radio show in St. Joe, Michigan, at ninety-seven point five Y Country. I do an afternoon radio show here in town at ninety-six point one The Ton, which is a country station. I'm also the on-field MC for the South Bend Cubs. I do some backup uh, work for the Chicago Cubs. I play third base. Uh, and I also, uh, that's just not, not true. Um, uh, and then I, uh, I do PA announcing for lacrosse for no, at the University of Notre Dame and men and women's volleyball and basketball. That's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of jobs. I like to uh, keep busy. So, but uh, yeah, but so all the jobs aren't at once. And so volleyball and lacrosse and baseball are all different seasons. And so that's why, so it's not like I have nine jobs in one day. I do have to sleep every once in a while, but, uh, but I do have nine, I have nine jobs. So like, how did you get started in your industry? So I went to college. I went to Columbia College, and I got a degree in communications. So I was real lucky, Emily. I grew up in Chicago, and they had some really great radio stations growing up. And I knew since I was 10 years old what I wanted to be when I grew up, and that was a radio disc jockey. Uh, Some people wanted to be firemen, some people wanted to be astronauts, and I wanted to be a radio disc jockey. So I got real lucky that I went to school uh, for it. I got my degree in communications. Uh, I got my first job uh, in 1985. I started when I was seven years old. That's not true either. Um, (laughs) But I got a job at the college radio station, and I was just hooked, and I've had a really great career. I've lived uh, here in South Bend for over 20 years. We lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan, did radio there for 12 years. I've been to Orlando, Florida, where Disney World is, and did radio there, and but this is home for us, and so we came home, and this is where we raised our kids. And but yeah, I went to I went to college for broadcasting, and just got real lucky. Yeah, I knew uh, I knew what I wanted to do when I was ten years old, growing up in suburban Chicago. I just knew that I wanted to be on the radio. Uh, I had never seen a radio studio before I went to college, which was very intimidating because a lot of the high schools in my area had high school radio stations. And so there were a lot of kids in my, co- my first freshman year college class that had been on the radio before uh, in their high school, and I had never even seen a radio studio. Uh, but I knew that's what I wanted to do, and, and so I picked it up pretty quick and, and studied hard and just had some, you know, met some really great people along the way and, and have had a really great career. I'm very, very lucky. Yeah, I bet it was very interesting for sure. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, like, I have always wanted to be like a motivational speaker somehow. Oh, yeah. And now, in a sense, I have a speaking job. Yes. Which I didn't normally do when I was younger, but now I feel like I'm living that dream now. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I love that. And you're really good at it. Thank you. Yeah, you really are. I appreciate that. It's fun when you live out your dreams, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's that moment. like You cross off something off your bucket list. That's right. Absolutely. Living out your dream. Well, good for you. We're both lucky. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I heard that you do the South Bend Cubs, but I, I never really heard that you work with the Chicago Cubs. I do that, too. So I do two different jobs. So with the South Bend Cubs, I'm in my, uh, just finished my ninth season. So next year will be my tenth season. I've just surpassed over 500 games, and I'm the on-field MC. So I'm the guy that's on the field that gets to play the games with the fans and, and just kind of be a knucklehead, if you want to know the truth. They pay me to be a knucklehead. <laughs> that's on my business card, head knucklehead. Uh, for the <laughs> Chicago Cubs, I'm actually up in the, uh, in the booth, and I'm the guy that introduces the players when they come to bat. So now batting number 44, Anthony Rizzo. And so I'm up, I'm up top. I'm right behind home plate. I've got the best seat in the house. And so it's two different jobs. It's still baseball, both with the Cubs organization. But one, I get to be a knucklehead, and one, I can't really be a knucklehead. Yeah, I bet that is a huge moment. It is. It's so my dad had season tickets growing up, and so the first time I walked into Wrigley Field as an employee was just, I mean, talk about a dream come true. Somebody said that it was a dream come true, and it wasn't even, Emily, it wasn't even a dream that I knew I had. I never even thought about being able to work for the Chicago Cubs, and so when I walked in for the first time, it was just the most incredible feeling in the world. And every time I leave the stadium, this is true. I drive away and I could see the stadium lights in my rearview mirror. And I think, what just happened? I just worked for the Chicago Cubs. I mean, who would have, who would have ever known? So, it, I mean, yeah. talk about dreams come true. That wasn't even a dream that I knew I had. But it, uh, mm -hmm. and it's still magical every time I walk in. And, and the best part about both of those jobs is I get paid to watch baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. It is, yeah. So like I said, I'll be in my 10th year next year with the South Bend Cubs, who play tonight for the, the championship. I already have one one championship ring. I've been very lucky, and I still have nine other fingers, so we can, we can have more rings. Tom Brady has more rings. I should have more rings. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> yeah. Since so you're like a big uh, sports announcer, I was wondering if you're a big sports fan. I am. I was. And the great thing is, is baseball was my game. So baseball growing up. So I played baseball all through high school. I played baseball through college. And so, yeah, baseball is kind of my sport. I, at one point, I had the dream of playing professional baseball. But now that I've been around professional baseball players, that wasn't even a dream I should have had because there was no way that was going to happen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I am a big sports fan. Still am. I love baseball. It's probably my favorite sport. I love hockey. Um, I love basketball and football. And, and yeah, I love, I love all sports. Yeah, sports is very interesting. Like, it is a huge community. It is. I bet it's a massive fan base. Yeah. Like, not just baseball in general, but sports in general. Absolutely. Yeah, lacrosse is getting really big. I do work for Notre Dame lacrosse. That's a really big sport, and mm -hmm. volleyball's big at Notre Dame. And so, yeah, I just, I'm real lucky that I get to be involved in, in all sorts of sports throughout the seasons. And, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet it is. But it's also pretty high energy, too. It is. It is. It's a lot of work. I'm tired after the games, that's for sure. I do between sixteen and 20,000 steps at Four Winds Field for the South Bend Cubs because I'm all wow. over the stadium. And so I, I never sit down. I'm always running around. For in Chicago, I, I get to sit down all day, and, and, and they pay me to sit and watch baseball. But for the South Bend Cubs, I'm running around quite a bit. But, 
But uh, it's fun because when I run around the stadium, I can eat people's popcorn and take a bite of pretzels and things of that nature. So I, if you have a microphone, Emily, as you know, you get, you get away with some stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I was just thinking because you've been into the like, stadium games a lot. Mm-hmm. But also, like, do you have like a favorite stadium food? Boy, that's a great question. Yes, I do. So at Four Winds Field, my favorite stadium food are the Philly cheesesteak nachos. Mm. So they're nachos with cheese, you know, uh, white cheese and and steak. They're amazing. But you also can't beat a good old-fashioned hot dog at the ballpark. You have to have, if you're at a baseball game, you have to have a hot dog. It's just part of the deal. So, like, when you're working Mm -hmm. with uh, these big celebrities, like, is it rude to, like, to ask for like an autograph? That's a great question. Yeah, I try not to, as a matter of fact, just because they're working too. Now, a lot of times they, you know, I, I get to know them well enough at the end that we can take pictures and get autographs. But that's the number one thing that when I'm at uh, either the Chicago Cubs games or the South Bend Cubs games where fans want autographs. And, um, you know, I try to help out the fans, but I just try to be respectful of the players. Um, a lot of times after the games, you can get pictures and autographs, but before the games, they're going through their routine and they're stretching and they're working out and taking batting practice. So, yeah, I try not to, uh, I try not to, to, to ask them and bug them for autographs and pictures. Anytime I do, they're, they're more than happy to do it. They're really great guys. But I try to remember that they're working too. And so I don't, uh, I try not to, yeah. to bug them and, and, and get them out of their routine because if they strike, out it can't be my fault <laughs> yeah i get that like to an extent like like you said not only are they working yeah but also i bet they don't i've heard this a lot in comment sections of different fan bases of online things but they say like oh but they get paid yeah to yeah they get paid to sign autographs they have to do that for their fans yeah they know the deal they, they they know it's part of the deal that's why a lot of them will like i said i try not not to bug them until after the game but but yeah i mean i think if you're a, a big time celebrity or a big time athlete you know that that's part of the that's part of the drill if you're you know if you're anthony rizzo for the cubs people are going to want to take their picture with you and and, and get your autograph and, and you got to be nice about it and, and i have found that everybody i can't think of anybody who's not been uh, cordial and nice to fans or to me when they've asked for a picture or an autograph. I just, they've all, you're right, they, they kind of get it. That's kind of part of, you know, part of their job. Their job is to play on the field, but also yeah. when you're a big public figure like that, you've got to be good to the fans. get that too. It's just to an extent. Well, you're a big time celebrity. You must get autographed requests and <laughs> pictures all the time, right? It's a little annoying when the paparazzi follows you around, right? <laughs> I don't think it's at that point yet. Well, you're, it's coming. I can tell it's coming. You're close. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Although I have signed a shirt for my dad. <laughs> See, there you go. And I'm going to get your autograph before I leave. So there. <laughs> all right. Mm. Do you have a lot of experience interviewing people? I do. I've interviewed a lot of people. Yeah, I, uh, I've interviewed everybody from, from rock and roll stars to political people to a lot of athletes to authors. So one of my radio jobs was I did uh, mornings on a station called 95.3 MNC, which is a news talk station. And so I interviewed people all day long, uh, five days a week. And so, yeah, I've, I've, I've met and interviewed quite a few famous people.
But you said that you also interviewed like rock and roll. I did. Yeah, I've interviewed uh, people like Phil Collins. I've interviewed uh, the Jonas Brothers, who I'm a big fan of. Um, Nick's my favorite, in case you're wondering. Um, I mean, there, is there anybody else besides Nick, really? Um, uh, yeah, so I, again, it's all part of my, my, I've just been so lucky in my career and lucky in my life. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've interviewed all sorts of people. Yeah. Is this, I don't know if this question is, is it right or not, but uh, mm-hmm. do you know how the Jonas Brothers are like in real life? Uh, they're, I've, I've, see, I've met them several times and they're really nice guys. Now, if they're not really nice guys when, you know, when, when the cameras are off, I don't know, but my daughters have met them four or five times and they've always just been incredible. You know, I think that people like the Jonas Brothers and, and, and rock and roll stars mm-hmm. and athletes, I think they realize that if it weren't for the fans, they don't have a career. So if you're the Jonas Brothers and, and you don't have 30,000 people coming to see you, you know, sing your songs, um, you're, you're nobody. And so I think that they get that. I think that they understand. I think the same thing with athletes. If the stadium is empty, the athletes aren't getting paid. And so I think that they understand that it's all part of the deal, that, that you know, when you sign up for this, as they say. Um, but the Jonas Brothers have always been incredible and been amazing. And, and I've been very fortunate to meet, uh, I mean, just all sorts. We've met Justin Bieber. We've met Britney. Spears, uh, we've met Shania Twain, we've met Luke Bryan, um, just, and, and, and each one is nicer than the other. And look at me name dropping. Aren't, aren't I a big deal? <laughs> you asked the question, though. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's fun, though, like seeing all these uh, big celebrities. It is, yeah. But again, they're just really nice, and at the end of the day, they're just yeah. people. Okay, so what are your tips for getting a great interview? Uh, for getting a great interview is just to be persistent. I mean, just, you know, make sure you, you just, you know, reach out, email, talk to them. When you get the interview, be kind. That's the biggest thing. That was one of the things that, that people think, especially when you're dealing with political people or candidates or that might be controversial, is that you have to, you know, you know kind of dig and be mean and get the real story. Just be nice about it. That's kind of one of the things that I've been real fortunate about. Because if you're nice to people, they'll they'll come back on your show again. They'll let you interview them again. Um, and, and you know, it's important for you to be prepared for the interview. It's also important to prepare them for the interview. I've I've learned that that a lot of times I'll, I'll be in touch like we did here. You sent me the questions ahead of time so I could kind of be prepared. I wasn't I knew what to expect. I wasn't expecting any curveballs. Um, so just really being nice to the people you're talking to is is really the key because they will talk more. They will open up more if they trust you, if they like you, uh, and they'll come back again if if you're nice to them. If you're not nice to them, they're not going to come back and they're going to kind of quiet. You know, just just hold up. And, and not really talk to you. Yeah, like I get what you're saying, especially since like this quote I remember hearing about like all over the internet. It's like any press is good press. I don't know if that's actually true. I would agree with you, yeah. So when I first started at the news talk station, the guy that was on previously before me was really mean to our mayor of South Bend. Um, would not talk to he would they he had him on the air one time and he was mean to the mayor asking him all sorts of tough questions arguing with him and so the mayor wouldn't come on my show and if you're doing a morning show in a news talk station you need the mayor so I actually went to the mayor's office one day booked a meeting with him and said look I'm the new guy I promise you I won't treat you like the other guy 
I'll be nice to you. I'll give you know. I, I won't take you to task, as they say, and, and argue with you. And and now the mayor, the former mayor of South Bend, and I are, are, are very close friends, just because I, I. But I wasn't going to allow him to not be on the morning show. I had to have him on the show, but he had such a bad taste in his mouth from being treated poorly by the radio station, by the guy that had the job before me. Um, so just be nice. Just talk to people. Be persistent. You know, even when you're asking for the interview, just be nice. If, if they have something to promote, whether it's a book or, or a concert or, you know, they're an athlete, they'll want to talk to you, and, and, but they want to talk to nice people. So if, if they have 50 people asking them for an interview and you're the nice one, you're going to get that interview. So mm, it's um, probably true. just be I respectful guess. and be nice. And, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You did not. Oh, okay, great. Sometimes I don't shut up, so you have to interrupt. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> Do you have advice for people who are interested in working in the entertainment or media platforms? Yeah, get your foot in the door. So it's changed a lot for me, right? So when I first started, I just had this discussion with somebody. Um, so I started before computers, before podcasting, before. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we you had to be in the studio because every three minutes when a song ended, you had to be in there to push the next button, whether it was to play another song or play a commercial. And so now it's a lot tougher to break into this industry. As I mentioned, I'm on three radio stations today. Two of them aren't even in this town, and I'm broadcasting from my house. So the fact that I can do a radio show in Nashville, Tennessee, from Mishawaka, Indiana, and you would have no idea, means there are fewer jobs out there for people trying to break into the business now because, um, again, I, I, I can take three people's jobs and do it from my house right now. Um, and so it's a lot tougher, but just be persistent. If you get the, the chance to do an internship, uh, I, I did an internship, um, uh, that's amazing. It's really about getting your foot in the door. I have found in most businesses this is true, but really in media and really in radio. It's who you know and then what you know. It's, you know, there, there, are, there aren't very many jobs. There are more people that want the jobs than, than there are jobs. So you really have to know somebody, have a connection, get your foot in the door. And then when you do, just work your tail off. Work, work, work. Do, do whatever you can. I mean, I got my job started, uh, you know, working Christmas Eve and Easter morning and New Year's Eve and all the shifts that the full-time guys wanted to be with their families and friends and out, you know, having a good time. And I said, put me in, coach. I want to get my start somewhere. And so for many, many years, I finished college, actually. My last semester of college, I was doing the overnight show. So I was on the air from midnight to 6 a.m. I'd get off the air. I'd go right to class. I would be in class till 4 o'clock in the afternoon, come home, try to sleep, try to eat something, uh, do some homework, and get back on back to the radio station by midnight. Um, but I was told that, that you know you only get your breaks once in life and, and you have to take advantage of it. And so I, I, you do whatever you have to do to, to be successful in this business. And, and that's what I did. And it paid off because I'm sitting here with you today. True, because uh, I bet it takes a lot of consistency. To yeah. Stay, uh... So I always, always say that radio and media, the good news about radio and media is that it's not IBM, which means it's not a nine to five job. It's different every day. It's not a desk job. You're not you know, working in a factory doing the same job every single day. That's the great news. The bad news is 
It's not IBM. It's not nine to five. It's 24 hours a day sometimes. It's weekends. It's holidays. It's not nine to five. It's, so when I, do, when I did the morning show live, I got up at 3.30 in the morning, every morning. Wow. I'd be at the radio station by 4.30. I'd be on the air at 5. I'd work 5 until 9. Then I'd have to do some commercials. And so then I would go home and sleep because I had baseball. I had a ball game. So sometimes I would leave the ballpark at the South Bend Cubs uh, 11, 11.30, midnight sometimes, and get home, have to be up at 3.30 in the morning. So, uh, you know, media and radio is a great, rewarding, fun job. But it's a tough job. I mean, it's the hours can be grueling, and uh, but you just have to do what uh, what is required of you. True. I bet that's really hard to do, especially when you're still like like growing up. I bet that's hard to continue doing like with the hours. Yeah. You well, the older you get, uh, I always say that morning radio is a young man's game because the older you get, the uh, the tougher going on three and four hours of sleep, uh, you know, is. But uh, but again, it's such a fun job. It doesn't seem like work to me. Uh, that's the other great thing. The minute I get off the air, I can't wait to get back on the air. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a job. Yeah, I bet it feels very surreal. It does, yeah. Just being in the studio, we talked about this off the air, being in the studio is just cool and being, you know, and I mean, just the lights and the buttons and, and the sound and yeah, I mean, I love I love a, stu- a good studio. Yeah, I bet it kind of feels like a spaceship a little bit. It does, with the, <laughs> like the, all the controls and all the buttons and all the flashing lights, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yep. Like you're in a cockpit of a plane. <laughs> exactly. But luckily, I'm not, I'm not, you know, no one's life is dependent upon what I do on the radio because that would be a right. bad day for them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is this, uh, from that advice question that I mentioned, mm-hmm. would that advice be different for people who have disabilities? I don't think so. I think it's the same. I think you just want to get your foot in the door. And uh, I mean, you, you're doing an amazing job today. I mean, just incredible. So no, you're very capable of, of, of doing this job. It's just the same thing. You've got every chance as everybody else. In fact, you're better than a lot of people I worked with in, in, in my career. Um, so it's just a matter of, of, again, just being nice, getting your foot in the door, working hard when you get there, do whatever, yeah. do whatever they ask you to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, the the formula to be successful isn't really hard. People just sometimes don't want to put in the hard work that it takes to be successful. Um, but I always say if given the opportunity, especially in media and entertainment, if given the opportunity, take full advantage of that opportunity and just, you know, use it to your fullest. You know, get everything out of it. Learn what you can. I always say keep your eyes open and your mouth shut. Just learn, learn, learn. Kind of be a sponge. Um, that's the other thing about media. There are so many different jobs within a radio station. Um, you know, everybody just knows the, the, the disc jockey that's on the air, but there are people that are writing commercials. There are people that are recording the commercials. There are people that are selling the commercials. There are people that are that, that you know are producing the commercial logs, so you know what commercials to play. Uh, there's people collecting money from people who buy the commercials. So there, you know, radio stations are are there are so many people behind the scenes, and you just know the guy that's on the air. But there are you know fifteen or twenty people behind the scenes putting that guy on the air. True, there's a lot of outlets in the media. Absolutely. So many opportunities. Absolutely. I bet there's a, like a lot of jobs connected, not just like with radio, but in the like second media and the entertainment industry in general. 
there's a lot of yeah. jobs connected with all of that. And, and you need all of them for, you know, for, I mean, we have a, an engineer at the radio station that, that works with the transmitter, the equipment, and breaks this, you know, fixes the stuff we break. If, if we don't have him, we're not on the air. Um, you know, if we don't have people selling commercials uh, to pay my overinflated salary, um, we're not on the air. And so it just, yeah, it takes everybody together to put the product on the air. Somebody has to record the music into the computer. Somebody has to record the commercials into the computer. Uh, somebody has to clean the studio because radio people are dirty people. Um, but yeah, it takes, a, there are a lot of opportunities. That was something that I didn't know when I first got into radio. I only knew the guy that was on the air. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't know that there were all these other jobs behind the scenes, um, you know, to uh, to put the the product on the air. But yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, but there is. I think so far that's all the quizzes I have for today. Okay, so I want to really thank my guest Mark McGill for joining me here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I appreciate it. You're really. Great person to hang out with. Well, thank you. thank you. It's been an honor. You're welcome. It's been great. Yeah. This has been Expert Tips by ADEX Health Advocates. And I have been your host, Emily Crable. You can find this podcast monthly on most streaming platforms. Please follow and subscribe for more awesome conversations just like this one with Mark McGill and myself.